I'm Peter Alakawi and welcome to Life School, the podcast. Each episode, I'll be chatting openly and honestly with a different guest about a whole host of purposeful topics. From personal success and failure stories, to relationship advice, tips and tricks for entrepreneurs, to professional and practical guidance on living a more fulfilled and happy life. I'll be speaking to men and women from all walks of life, all with unique experiences they want to share in the hope of inspiring you. I hope throughout this series you can take away some valuable nuggets of wisdom to help you navigate through life's many twists, turns and lessons. Here at Life School we are all about the business of learning. So let's get on with the show. And remember, everything you go through grows you. Welcome to the finale episode of Series 1, DXB Women Who Inspire Me. My guest today is an international grey-haired model, an ultra-marathon runner, a mother of two, and an all-round trailblazer and inspiration for women of all ages, the one and only Caroline Labouchere. At 54, Caroline started a new career as a model and ambassador for her generation. She has since gone on to lead campaigns in five editions of British Vogue, Tatler, Hello and White magazine, to mention just a few and she regularly represents the over 50s in print and film. Caroline's message and mission is simple, encouraging women to be their best selves. It was wonderful to sit down and get to know Caroline more and I'm so excited to share this special episode with you. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the fabulous Caroline Labouchere. Enjoy. Caroline, welcome to Life School. Thank you very much. Thank loving you. it. I love this room. Thank you. I know you've had a bit of a hectic morning, so I hope this is nice and relaxing for you. Um, and I know that you've been traveling as well. So thank you for making the time you are very to welcome. not only be part of this series, but this is my finale for series one. Ooh. Series two, we're going to start talking all about pregnancy and babies. Oh, so. that won't be me. <laughs> Although I did go through that. You've been through it. Yes, so both my IVF, actually. So we, were, yeah, oh we went goodness. through the uh, ringer. But... It was all worth it. Oh, of course. Well, maybe I will get you back on then to talk <laughs> about that because that is an element of the journey. I think it's changed journey. a bit since because mine are 25 and 23 now. I know, so but still amazing. Changed. I don't know that the odds have gone up much though. Do you know what? Touch wood. Um, it's not something I've done a lot of research on. I know people that have been through it, but the people I know that have been through it, it's been a long journey it hasn't happened first time Um, and I think that's quite normal isn't Mm. it for it not to happen the first time I I really I don't know what the odds are of that but we had five attempts with two children so across both children um four attempts for Max for my son and Mimi worked first time I believe girls are stronger <laughs> well I found out this morning I'm having a girl Congratulations! So I'm, I'm very chuffed about that I have to admit Good. I mean we all just want a healthy baby yes but I am secretly quite chuffed that it's a little girl yes, <laughs> yes I would be too I know walking around the shops and seeing all the boy stuff and the girl stuff having had Max first I did walk around oh Max is the eldest oh, okay I want to buy pink stuff and being IVF I didn't know if I would ever have yeah. a girl so I was slightly disappointed in the beginning mm. When I found out I was having him, but I wouldn't be without him. And if I was to have a third, which obviously I'm not, it would be a boy by choice, just really? because they are so much easier. I mean, I, I would love one of each one day. That's the dream. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I would love my first to be a girl. But I heard that with IVF, it's quite common to have twins. Uh, well, they put is that a four embryos in, so it really is depends yeah. on whether they take or not. I mean, I've they read about a lot of stories where ladies have IVF and they end up having twins yeah. and they don't run I'm in their family. I'm very happy I didn't have twins. Yeah, I have to admit, when they said we only see one baby, I thought, okay, yeah. can breathe. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, moving away from babies. So I, I recently saw you talk at a Thrive event just before Christmas, actually. And I had never heard you speak about your childhood before. And it sounded quite fascinating. You only just touched on it. But can you tell me a little bit about it? My children still, even I was in London, as, as you said last week, and I was talking to my son's new girlfriend and something came up and he said, Mom, I didn't know that. So I don't really talk about it. I think I've started talking about it now because people want to know mm. 
how you began. And I think you, you become a more rounded person by the more things you go through. You've got to go through the shitty stuff, if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, yes. Um, yes, you can smile, don't worry. <laughs> I, I'll try not to go beyond that. Um, but you've got to go through the bad stuff in order to appreciate the good stuff and also to learn all of those life experiences. So my mother's still alive. I wouldn't want to upset her by saying, I mean, she's, nobody teaches you how to be a mother, mm. do they? You, it doesn't come well, this is with what my mum says, yes. <laughs> so you learn from your parents. Yeah. So I don't think, you can't blame your parents really the majority of the time on how they raise you. Mm. you know, I'm sure I know that I've done bad stuff. Um, so... But I so think you, you, there's some things from our mums. whose child life is perfect? Nobody's. No. But there's some things from our mums that we think, oh, I'm really going to use that. That's great. And then there's other things that you think, oh, I might do that I'm a little bit differently. I'm never going to do that. Yeah. My, and then I hear my mother's voice coming out of my mouth. Yeah, but then in the process, you're making your own millions of mistakes that are different to what your yes. mum did, I'm yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm sure that my children probably could list them. I'm not going to list them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it is hard. I think the, the biggest thing for me in my head at the moment is having been sent to boarding school when I was five. I kind of knew it in the back of my head. I don't remember much about my childhood because it wasn't great. Mm. So I've kind of forgotten about it. So only about two months ago, I called mum and I said, mum, is this just my imagination or did I actually go to boarding school when I was five? And she said, oh, yes, you did. It was only for a term, but I had to sort my life out. And now my daughter's saying, mum, get over it. You know, it happened a long time ago. And I'm thinking, but hang on a minute. Mm. Yes, it happened a long time ago, but I went to boarding school when I was five. It's so little. Who does that? Well, you say who does that, but I think in in the UK, for certain maybe types of families, that's sort of a tradition almost. Mine went when they were eight. Yeah, it's... And that was because we were abro abroad. We lived in, yeah. was in the army. We moved house every one or two years, and it would have been not right in our position, I don't think, to have made the move so much, especially when, you, when kids yeah. get to about eight but or nine upheaval. years old. They need friends consistency yeah. but I think I definitely have friends um that went to boarding school from the age of four five really um some of them it's had a long lasting effect on their life um in quite a detrimental way others they loved it really they had the, they had a fantastic time so I think it it depends on what your experience was and also maybe the bits in between if when you're when you are at home how's your home life yes I think but for me I can't imagine sending a little a little girl is to really little. away to boarding school. Yeah, it's weird. I so uh, so it, it sort of came as a shock to me a couple of months ago because I had never really taken it in. Mm. But it happened, and I'm fine. So. And did I'll you mainly did you mainly grow up in the UK? Yes. Okay, so you yeah, born in London. Is born in London. Okay. And lived in London with my mother and my aunt, apparently. I really have maybe two memories of that and, and the rest are things that I've been told, mm. like chatting to strangers on the bus, which I still do, <laughs> and asking them home for tea, which I don't still do. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you take the bus a lot in Dubai. I used to live on the bus no, in London, London and I never I take it in Dubai. I love, I love that and I talk, I do, um, um, Max says, Mom, seriously, do you have to talk to everyone? I love talking to people. Yeah. And so many characters in London. Yes. So many eccentric people. And you know, here, if you talk to somebody, they, sometimes they reciprocate. Other times, they look at you like you're weird. Yeah, like you're mad. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll fast forward. So before we talk about your modelling career, I, when I was researching you, I came across this amazing piece that you'd written. I can't remember the publication, but you were talking about when your husband lost his job and how you had to get back on your feet again. People must be so bored of this. Well, I hadn't really heard that, that story properly. And I, it really inspired me because nobody really talks about those kind of difficult times here, particularly financial. 
people don't really discuss it. And I've known a few people here who've lost their jobs, and it's really hard. It but if you have all a good, it does. If you have a good network of of friends, there is always somewhere to stay. People are always going away, and you can always stay in their house. So what but, what ha what was happening at that time? Uh, David lost his job. He was in the military. Um, all the Brits were fired on the Thursday, and he wanted to stay. I wanted to just pick up and go, but he wasn't having any of that. We've got two dogs. Well, we've got three now. We, at that time, we had two dogs. And people say, why didn't you just go back to England? Do you take your dogs back to England at great expense? Mm. And then David finds another job and you bring them back? Or do you sit and hope that your husband's going to come through? Yeah. I'd, as I said, I just wanted to go. I did... I ex I had huge expectations from my husband because he had been in the army for 30 years. He was the provider. I was the wife. I'd been brought up to be a wife. And he wasn't providing. And that was a real, really, that was huge in mm. my life. Um, learning to, to understand that I could step up. Yeah, because it had never been a suggestion that I would step up and help ever. So at the time you weren't working. I had a part-time job at a school. Okay. My money's always been my money and his money's been our money because mine's my money's always been pocket money. Mm. Um and for buying those things when your husband says no you can't you say we can't lose my money. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um so it, so it was really it was really really hard and a big wake up call for me uh, in finding my identity. And is that when this journey started of you discovering sort of the maybe new facets planted. of yourself? The seed was planted, I think, in becoming an independent woman, and that doesn't mean that I'm I, I'm still a mother. I'm still a wife. But I now say I'm going away for a week you know, mm. or I'm going away, I'm working. And so nobody is now relying on me to be at home 24-7 like I was before. And I was happy doing that. That was that job at that time. And now I have total freedom. Mm. Which is really liberating. It's cool. It really, I love it. And so how long, was this a couple of years that he was out of work? How long Only did it take? Only six months. Okay. Six months, but you, you, you lose use a lot of money in six months as oh, yes. you, yeah in this country and yes. we're not talking brunches or hair or nails or anything extravagant you know it it's just, just surviving costs, yeah yeah a lot of money living here anything from dog food which is really expensive to uh, my medication I was on am on citalopram uh, but we couldn't afford that so I stopped uh, stopped cold turkey which isn't advisable. which they don't advise you to do right. yeah but it's the way it was, but it also didn't help my mental uh, my, state. No, it didn't. But we came out the other side. Uh, David was sitting in a coffee shop and uh, two friends of ours uh, said, do you want to help us with this business? We need to take it into profit. Um, if you uh, join us, then we can, we'll share the company. And so now he's working for himself pretty much and amazing happy as you 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 yeah. met him he is in such a happy place oh and he's so full of life he and is. energy he and is. positivity yeah. yeah and how do you get through something like that because my husband left his job in may to start his own business and i've been freelancing That's hard. it's a huge decision which i fully backed him on fully yes. supported him on and I've been freelancing for five years and my work is drying up. I'm finding it quite difficult at the moment. I'm pregnant. As, as everybody is right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's a real... Not everyone's pregnant. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> running it a, quite hard right now. Yeah, and it's a real... Um, there's so many dynamics to a relationship and suddenly it's like, I feel like I need to do more, yeah. but I can only do so much. Yeah. And that can cause resentment, stress. Yeah. Like, how did you guys and And, and the having, we've been that. married for 28 years, so yeah. I'd had many years to rely on him. And you knew each other inside out, I'm yes. guessing, at this point. Yes. But we're still learning. Uh, you know, Every day. <laughs> I was probably the meanest uh, that I've ever been 
during that period of time because I felt he, he was letting me down. I know it wasn't his, you know, you just don't think mm. the way you should. A, I wasn't taking my pills and B, he'd let me down. Yeah. And my daughter was sleeping on a sun lounger in the, in the living room in an empty apartment. We had to buy a fridge, which was horrible. And we had to buy a cooker, which was disgusting. Um, you know, just completely different life. It just, we were turned upside down. And in those moments, when you are sort of scratching around for dirhams and you know, you can't do simple things. Um, I, for me, it's always highlighted when I go to the supermarket. If I haven't been paid or waiting on some money, it's like, oh, which, which I can't get all the this essentials I need. So you have to prioritize, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Um, sometimes you feel like there is no end to this. How well, you, don't, you don't know, do you, you? When is the end? Exactly. Did you have something inside you that went, no, we can get through this. We just have to be really strong and stick together as a family. Or were there times where you thought, no, we, right, we have to go home. Like we, this. We got the closest to divorce. Yeah. That, that we had in 28 years. Um, so there were times where it was the worst mm. that it's ever been. Um, because, you know, he went off to Kona during that period of time because he had qualified for the world championships in, this was in to do Hawaii. like an iron man yeah. yeah so he'd done his iron man he qualified for the world championships so he you can say buggered off that's all right he pissed off to hawaii and left me in this horrendous apartment with the dogs it wasn't a horrendous apartment the apartment was kind was fine and the people that let us have it on a monthly basis were incredibly kind but left me in this situation, I was dumbfounded. I mean, what? I couldn't get my head around that. And Mimi on the sun lounger, taking her to school every day. I'm like, he's gone to Hawaii. Yeah, you, you almost think, how could you even contemplate yeah. thinking about he's something else already, right I've now? Already, I'd already paid for it. Yeah, but you've, you're still gonna have to spend money while you're there. So even if you pay for the flight, you're still, you know, it's still using up more money. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, he went and we're talking, <laughs> we're talking. And um, that was six years ago now, uh, five years ago. And I still like him and I still like him. And it's him. made you it's stronger, good. do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think men, um, I really believe that men are wired differently to us. Oh, 100%. And I think men have this, and sometimes I'm quite envious of it with my husband, that they have this amazing ability to sort of compartmentalise. And we I just spaghetti. worry constantly. Yes. And I'm worrying about 10 different things at once. But also you're a mum, or you're soon to be a mum, so you have to be able to Well, I think we're just wired things. like that. You know, I, I and I could be doing something, but at the same time I'm worrying and I've got a list of things in my mind. Whereas men seem to, they can just shut off. Mm, mm. What's the point in worrying about it? It is what it is. Yeah, Let me now is. think about this. And tomorrow's another day. And I'm just like, I, I cannot, I cannot no. just switch off. No, I remember getting home, having had Max, my first baby, getting home and just crying. And they were saying, well, what's wrong with you? I mean, a, it was my hormones, but B, yeah. it was, he is my responsibility. This is it now. And David's saying, but he's our responsibility. And I said, no, he's not. I gave birth to him. He's totally my responsibility. Yeah. If you leave, which you can do at any time, he's mine. Yeah. I know. It's so overwhelming. So overwhelming. So if that yeah. happens to you, it'll be okay. It's the baby blues, it's, right? I've been yeah. warned about this. I mean, look, I have probably cried every day since I found out I was <gasps> pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, just purely from hormones. Well, you make me cry. Just, <laughs> but not even like crying because I'm, I'm sort of stressed about having a baby. My, I'm just emotional. Mm. And sometimes it's happy tears, sometimes it's angry tears, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's sad tears. tears. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, I, just, I don't actually know why I'm crying. I'm just crying. Yeah. The other day I said to Rami, I'm really lonely. I just feel like a few of my really close friends have, have left. Me One too. of them's actually just come back. But, um, you know, and I don't have a huge group of friends. And I said to Rami, I'm really lonely. I don't have a lot of work. And Rami's like, get a hobby. What hobby would you like to do? I'm like, I'm not looking oh, for solutions. Sweet. I just want to have a good yeah, cry and yeah. feel how I feel. Yeah, empathy. Yeah, so I think that um, it that's why I'm so fascinated by relationships because it is, it's such a big ask 
to share your life with someone and you don't know what's going to be thrown at you and you need to make sure that you pick someone that you know you ultimately like and can and can muddle through things with yes. and sometimes you don't know how that person's going to be until you're facing that issue you might have an idea but then you can be really surprised well i had no idea how my husband was going to react when i was naked in vogue so so how okay so we've gone from being in this empty apartment um hubby out of work how did this amazing modeling career take off from from that place just extraordinary um mimi left school early to become um to, to model she was modeling here she went to london to model and then stayed on to work for a company called Number One Rosemary Water. They were interviewing grey models. They were looking at Maya Musk, for example. And she showed them a picture of me. It said, my mum's grey. And they said, oh, let's fly her over and we'll have a look at her. My mum's so, grey and also very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she said that. But I, but I, so they flew me over and um, we got on really well. What is still weird is that I don't ever remember thinking I couldn't do it. You know, why was I not thinking, you've never done this before? Yeah, why me? Yeah, what? I didn't ever think that. Or was it because you'd just gone through so much, you just thought, well, what have I got to lose? I don't remember even having that. Well, it wasn't thought. even that calculated. It, was just, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. It was just interview, yes, we like you, we think you can do it. Um, nine different photographs in one day. Well, I don't know, isn't that normal? Apparently it's not normal. Um, it was incredible. And so that was your first I, I had job, modeled, as it were. It was my first paid job. Mm. I had done a couple of things with Mimi and felt very inadequate and very in awe of her because she was the model in the family. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen Mimi in action. She yeah. is breathtaking. Very professional. And um, I'm now professional. Yes. But at that point, I, you know, I, so that was back in 2015. I'd had a go, dip my toe in. And, and did you love it? Go back. Not then. Uh, for the rosemary water, loved it. I literally came back to Dubai thinking, that's it. I'm going to be a model now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, felt very. I felt very brave because I'd gone back to England to do this by myself. I didn't yeah. have money, and I just had this sense of uh, of self really mm. that very I was able to do something alone, which I had never done. And did it just snowball from there? Yes, really. Uh, I gave up my job, I think it was probably in March, and the shoot was in January. What sort of work were you doing? I was a receptionist okay. at Jess in Arabian Ranches. So something completely different. Completely different, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it was the best thing I ever did. And so you said that was in 2015, that first the, shoot? No, the first, the first shoot that I did with Mimi was in 2015 for Harper's, um, but didn't feel great doing that. And, and so... I mean, you say casually Harper's. I mean, that is quite a big deal. Was that yeah, again... Yeah, it wasn't Harper's UK. So Harper's was Arabia. But did they, were they again just, did they say to Mimi, we want to shoot models with their mums? Yeah, it was a mum type okay. thing. But still, that's, yeah. that's a it pretty was, amazing thing to have in your portfolio. Yeah, it is. But to me, this rosemary water thing was serious. A, yeah, it was, it was a alone. paid job, yeah paid and and in british vogue and i was in eight times in british vogue i mean wow in the first year which really your was. family must have just been so proud of you uh they were pretty astonished um as i was that it, it had all come off and they were so pleased with the pictures and one picture would come out after another picture and i think wow i did that that's I me did that i can do that so, yeah. Amazing. And what's been your favourite shoot or job that you've been on? That is so hard because I think this latest underwear, mm. it wasn't a hard shoot. It wasn't a challenge in any way, but working with Mimi, 
I feel an equal footing with her, uh, I'm very proud of. I mean, those photos, They're the, pretty awesome. the couple I've seen on Instagram, yeah. wow. Yeah, I'm really, really, really pleased. Um, but uh, I've worked with some really lovely photographers and mm. uh, and all the teams there isn't any competition with me because i'm different i'm not a young model who has a lot of competition do you know what i mean oh, you completely. know if you go and you sit very in a much... waiting room you've got a line of brunettes and a line of blondes yeah so i mean everyone is really kind and i haven't yet come across anybody Nasty. So all in all, your experience has been a really positive one really in, the, positive. in that industry. Yeah. And what does modelling mean to you? It's, as I said, it's given me my own identity. Uh, I, I am Caroline. I am... Um, it's given me a voice, which I didn't have before. And now I'm going through the whole medical process and trying to, I, you know, you get to a point when you think, what am I doing? What am I doing this for? And where am I going? I'm still not absolutely sure where I'm going with it, but I now want to encourage women to get tested for all the things that they should be getting tested for in their middle years. Mm. So, um, you know, mammograms, uh, smears, all of yeah. that stuff and literally went to pick up my HRT yesterday and I have a cyst so I can't go on HRT and then I've just had a um, uh, I have to have a colonoscopy also because there's also something abnormal there I never it never occurred to me to get any tests done until I started on this road of saying mm -hmm. to you you know, you're 55. I've been working on my skin. I've been working on working out, um, everything outside. And now I'm suddenly realizing, hang on a minute. Yeah. There's an inside and, and you need to be looking at that. And now you have a platform. You can kind of bang that drum yeah. and tell people. I mean, the only reason I went for my first smear test was because of the smear campaign. Um, right. that they launched in the UK a few years ago where celebrities like smeared their lipstick. Yes, I've seen that. Um, I can't remember what the hashtag was, but um, and I started seeing this and I was like, oh, I, I haven't had a smear. I'm kind yeah. of the right age here. Yeah. They don't send you a letter like they do in the UK. Right. You know, it's all private. You need to book it yourself. Um, and I started down that journey. Right. And so it does work. People have to talk about these things. You cannot just ignore them. No. Um, and, and HRT, um, it's a good idea to go on it before your menopausal. Ah, uh, okay. Also, because it, your skin is better with it. You don't even start your hot flushes. Mm. Um, your skin texture all over your body is better. You, know, you don't get your festoon blind inner thighs and your bingo wings and your... I mean, look, well, I Well, you're going to get them, obviously, but you get them in a lesser I think I've already got the bingo wings. You'll but sleep better... <laughs> It's definitely worth checking it out. I think ho our hormones are so complicated mm. and I've only had a taste of it over the past few months and it's it's wild. Yes. When you coaster. don't feel like you're in control of your own emotions, mm. it's really bizarre. And That's something men don't understand. No. <laughs> Sometimes we don't oh, even man. understand no, it. we don't understand either. It's, it's like, I have no idea why I feel like this. Everything mm. is okay. Mm. Uh, you know you know from the outside everything is is hunky-dory yeah. why do i feel like i'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders that's why i when i came to dubai i went off my citalopram so this was what ten and a half years ago because i thought i'm going to live in dubai it's everything funny i have a lovely house i have a swimming pool what what is wrong with the world um then had to go back on it six months later <laughs> it didn't work so yeah we are Confused. We're complicated. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it comes down to what's within. That's what I've realised as well. It doesn't... Because in a way, you think, well, once I've got that job, I'll be happier and I'll be okay. Or once I've moved to that apartment, everything will be better. But don't you think we have to stop thinking that life is ever perfect? It's, ne yes. it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. And we this have very pressure, high expectations. Pressure of wanting it all to be... Yeah 
happy and wanting it at an early time. age. What happened to you know go through all of that shit and, and you now I'm thinking I'm 55. I can relax a bit. Yeah. Uh, I can go to the cinema at 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. I can, I don't have to worry about babysitters. I've been through that. Yeah. This is a stage where I can now enjoy my life. So I don't think I should have expected that to happen when I was 20. Well, let me ask you this, because I'm sure there'll be people listening that are in the exact same boat as me. So I am 28, 29 in April, and I have had lots of different jobs, never really known what I want to do exactly, but I've always hustled, I've always had lots of different things on the go. I'm just learning to hustle. Um, it's exhausting. <laughs> but the problem is, I've been hustling for, I left school really early and I lived and worked in London from the age of 16. And uh, long story short, I've kind of come to this point where I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. Mm. And I'm also really tired of hustling, because mm. what am I actually hustling for? I'm working hard, but I'm not working smart. What is your advice when you are sort of confused or maybe at Ooh, a crossroads? That's a very big question. What do you, because, and I don't expect you to have all the answers, obviously, but it, I think when you're, I think your 20s can be the most confusing. I wouldn't be 20 again. Neither would I. No. It's because society says that we should married. be enjoying ourselves. You haven't got to worry about the whole dating yes, thing I anymore. Love, that's a whole lovely husband and I'm very lucky. Game. But society says we should be enjoying ourselves and, and having yeah, but our... but why is you know, society But then on the that? other hand, society says that we need to be making something of ourselves yeah. and we should be having these... But we can all And then be it's different. like, I don't, know what I, I don't know what I should be doing. We don't, we're not all the same for a start. Yeah. Um, I was not brought up to be a career person. I never had a career. I would say this is my first career. Uh, so I started that when I was 53, January 53, and I was 54 in July. I think you expect too much of yourself yeah. to assume that you can do everything. I'm not saying you shouldn't be happy, but you don't have to be your happiest right now. Everything doesn't have to be now. You just have to ride the roller coaster. There will be times when you've got your babies where you think, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> you know, I just want to get away from here. And I do remember saying to my kids, I'm going to change my name. Don't call me mummy anymore. You know, and I think that's perfectly normal. And I think it's okay to feel like that. Mm. So I think it shouldn't be quite so hard on yourself. Yeah, I think um, we could all be a bit kinder to ourselves, couldn't mm. we? And I think, I do have this sort of feeling that it, it will all work out. And you don't need to have it all figured out. Because I do look at people like yourself as well and I look at my mum and I think you know she's discovering things now that she enjoys yeah. and new things in her and life what if I had discovered them all in my I 20s know. and there's always something new to discover mm. as mm. well mm. so you're never gonna have it all figured out there's never gonna be a day where you where it's like oh okay I'm done now I've cracked it I've got it all figured out so what is it that we're actually getting stressed about and working towards because it's just an ongoing learning curve life. that's life yeah. Yeah. you have to take the rough with the smooth yeah. but because I think it will make you a better person in the long run yeah and I think that there's a lot of people now like we said that are out of work that are being made redundant that are struggling and sometimes logically you know you've, you've got to take the rough with the smooth but I think it can be really hard in those cases to sometimes pick yourself up yeah and you, and you people say to you oh there are people much worse off than you there will always be people yeah. worse off than you, but that doesn't actually help you right now, does it? Mm. Because there are times when you can feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, I always say that to friends as well, when they, they might say, you know, oh, I feel so bad for feeling like this because mm. you're going through something worse or, mm. you know, it could be worse. And I think, and I say, no, you're allowed to feel like this. Yeah. This is your That's life. That's what make us, makes us human. Yeah, this is your life. You're allowed to wallow. Mm. We just can't wallow for too long, yeah, can we? Yeah, okay, right. Then we have yeah. to do something about yeah, it. exactly. I will always allow myself to sort of have a duvet day. Oh, love And that. a good cry. Yes. But, but then the at some point, on, get the put the onesie out, on. Movie. Family pack of Maltesers. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sex in the city. <laughs> have a good cry. And then you sort of, when you're having a good crying session, you're crying about what's going on, but then you're crying about everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
but then there comes a point when you're like okay i have to do something about this now yeah i can't just stay in bed staying in bed is not going to do anything that's a good thing about having dogs you have so to get up and you walk have them. to get up and walk them yes have you seen um the Ricky Gervais show on I Netflix. Have not. I haven't. I started watching it. Oh my it. goodness! What's it called? I started watching it as well. Um, and basically, Does his wife he, die in the very beginning. His wife dies of cancer in the beginning, right. and he. I mean, I love Ricky Gervais. I think yes, he's I amazing. He's my favorite he's comic. So funny. And he says in in the character he's playing that he just wants to kill himself, but then he's got to walk the dog. So he thinks. There you go. Oh well, I'll well, do that. You can't leave the dog, can you? And the dog is the one thing that sort of keeps yeah. him going because he's yeah. got to feed and walk the dog. That's what kept me going living in that apartment. Is that yeah, what it they was? They never wanted to wee at the same time, which was really long. Cause they'd get <laughs> into the elevator and down every time, and but it kept me running. Yeah. All the way through that, um, and running is is good. I can't remember feeling the endorphin effect when I got home because I was still. Uh, not particularly happy, but but it got me out every day, and it yeah. got me up every morning, which does do wonders. It might not feel like it at the time, no. but it just but it, it is doing going. something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's so lovely about having pets and animals. Yeah, it's a sense of responsibility. Yeah, and you have to get up for them. Yeah, what happened if you commit your suicide? You, you're not going to leave the dog, are you? No, you couldn't do that. No way. <laughs> absolutely no way so you touched on it earlier about the things that you're really sort of passionate about I guess educating other women on yeah I don't want to want to belittle anything that anyone's doing themselves but there are people like, if just one person says oh you made me go for a smear today or you made me have a mammogram that or, is huge I mean I didn't know you had to get your stool samples tested yeah I didn't know that until what about two weeks ago? Mm. I knew about the, 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 all the other sort of girly things, yeah. but that I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I just think we don't. There are campaigns, but maybe in this part of the world, I see less people talking about this kind of thing. I follow a lot of people back at home, um, and they're very active with those sort of campaigns. But here, maybe a little bit less so. Mm. So I think anyone that can go out there and be a spokesperson for people looking after themselves because you never know quite what words to use here do you because you're not even allowed to use the word naked yeah I mean it's because how have you found because I've been seeing that you've been doing a lot lot more talks which you are so bloody brave honestly oh my gosh I'm when I saw you at the Thrive event I was like because I had in my mind that I really wanted to interview you for the podcast um so I was like let me go to this Thrive event because um Farida I also interviewed as well um, and I love what she's done with Thrive. But I just thought, you are so brave getting up and doing this. Like, I would be so scared. To, and it's so silly, isn't it? But I don't think it's silly because you... I think it's worth standing in front of a room of women. There were some really nice guys there and they were really joining in. Didn't you, didn't you feel yeah, that? Yeah, and I love Tom. Was is it he, Tom? The jacket. Was he the puffer jacket? The no, puffer he, waistcoat? Um, no, one of the speakers. Oh, right. Um, who spoke, I think he spoke first. Yes, yes, sorry. Um, he was, yeah, I, I loved his, his whole kind of um, energy and, and aura. And yeah, there was a nice mix, yeah. actually. It wasn't all just but women. The guys in the audience were really, really joined yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I think it is, it is, you feel more judged by a room full of women. So you would be more intimidated if it was just women? Really? Mm. I feel mm, like I'd be not to. less scared, I think, if it was all women. Well, you just think of, you think about what they're thinking. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, it just was a very nice atmosphere in that room. And uh, very friendly and warm. It was. And I loved, loved your talk. <laughs> Do you plan on doing more of those? Oh, my gosh. Because, um, you know, I so, can I just to. say what I loved most about your talk is that um, you came on and you, you acknowledged that you were nervous. You said something like, I'm a little bit nervous or I'm a little bit hot or something. Yeah, and then menopausal. you made a joke about... Yeah. And I thought... That's the way to, because everyone instantly is comfortable. Right. Everyone is like, well, she's good. being vulnerable, therefore I can be vulnerable. I must, We're remember, all I must always start my talks with that. No, but I really, it made me relate to you more, because I just felt, oh, she's, 
you know, she's being vulnerable. She's a not she's a normal person. Right. Yeah, she's not really a supermodel that just has everything together and everything is perfect. No, and I'm not a supermodel. That really worries me when people <laughs> say that because Caroline, you, you are know, a supermodel. Are some <laughs> supermodels out there who've been modelling forever and are still modelling and they look fabulous. Um, so I'm a model. So well, you're it. a supermodel in my eyes. Well, thank you very much. But yeah, do you plan on doing more talks like that? Because I think this is something that you are. If I'm invited, I always say yes. Always, I think that is uh, another change in my life. I never know what email or invitation I'm going to get any day of the week. And I say yes, even if it really scares me. I did give, I was on a panel in London in, um, gosh, I can't even remember where it was. But literally they sent an Uber for me. I went, did the talk and came back. And, it, and I was well out of my comfort zone going there, walked in and thought, oh, okay, I can do this, I can do this. But I, actually it was, it was really nice and the women were awesome. And that was all women. And did you, so you were nervous, but you enjoyed it? Oh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I always enjoy it because it's, A, it's a new experience. B, once, maybe like you said, maybe once you've made yourself vulnerable, you're gonna have an easier time than going in there and getting their backs up. Yeah. Maybe that's the difference. Because uh, women, I, you're either going to go one way or the other. Mm. Marmite. I think of myself as Marmite. Really? Yes, I do. Doesn't everyone just think love I'm you? Marmite? No, no, I'm sure they don't. Oh my gosh. People that are Marmite I to me Marmite, make me think of people like, <laughs> I love Marmite as well, but people that are Marmite are like, um, Katie Hopkins or um, I like Katie Hopkins. I, like I find her quite funny I, sometimes. I like or Piers Morgan. I love Piers um, Morgan. Piers Morgan, I I do have to admit, sometimes I do agree with some of the things uh, he says. I agree not with everything. quite a lot. Quite um, a lot. But they're Let's the not sort even of go there because we might fall out. People, well, we won't fall out, but people <laughs> people might have things to say because um, those sort of polarizing characters, everyone yes. starts. You were right. They um, are Marmite. But they're they're but Marmite maybe to if me. I said everything that was on my mind rather than thinking about it before I mean give me a couple of glasses of champagne and I might become Marmite <laughs> might become more Piers Morgan <laughs> I might yes but I, that's yes. also so refreshing I think those kind of people are really brave because I think well at well, least exactly. they're saying what's on exactly. most people's minds that's what I love about it but I tried to do it I did a YouTube uh video and I said some of the things that I think and then so it was edited and sent back to me I said I can't put this out there I can't do that I would worry I'm not nearly brave enough I would worry about well YouTube obviously it's going out internationally I sometimes worry I won't even comment on certain groups on Facebook here just because of the part of the world we're in just in case I say the wrong thing mm. or I get I get a little bit paranoid mm. but I think quite rightly yeah so. I just err on the side of caution but I do think that People like Piers Morgan aren't afraid of people to disagree with him. And he's okay with people disagreeing with him. It's okay to not all have the same opinion. Yes. And nowadays, it does seem a little bit like we all have to kind of agree with each other. Which and it's, really pisses me and off. And it's okay to not agree on something. Mm. You can still get on with someone and be friends with them and have a different opinion. Yes. But you're not allowed to say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to be really <laughs> careful with the words that you use. Yes. And then even upsetting people when you didn't even mean to upset people yeah and people putting their perceptions of what you've said or you've written which is nothing i certainly didn't mean that yeah that was really you personally. sorry if you thought that yeah but i didn't mean it like that and then yeah you know, do i apologize or don't i apologize because that was your perception therefore that's your fault i know and i do do you how, as you've gone through life, have you got more confident with just saying what you think? Because sometimes I think it's... Age can yeah, do that. Yeah, because I sometimes feel I can't always... Say, I don't have the confidence to always say what I really think. And I can't wait for that, that insecurity to shed. I do have the confidence, but there again, you have to be careful what you say when you're in certain situations. Of course. 
and I, I if I was on something like Loose Women my favourite show I'd probably I don't even know what would Caroline happen. how do we get you on Loose Women I don't know but then I probably would become Marmite <laughs> no but Loose Women it's Loose Women is the reason I started my podcast. Ah. Because I want to have a panel show eventually. Right. Um, oh, I'll be on that. In a podcast forum, filmed yeah. maybe yeah. as well. It's what I'm working towards. Got to okay. start somewhere. Yeah. Um, I watch Loose Women every day and I love how they are allowed to say what they think. And there are a bunch of ladies that all have very different backgrounds and experiences. And they sometimes get really fired up, but they genuinely get on. And as soon as the show's done, they're off air and it's forgotten about. And I love that. But it's not, I, it's not forgotten about out in the big wide world. It's not, and people write things about them. All over the paper but it does get people talking. And I, they're always... But they're not going to fix it. But they're always very respectful. I never find them disrespectful, but they are a bunch of women saying what they think about certain topics. Right. And they all have very different opinions. And I really like that. And they all have a really healthy debate about things without people getting offended or... Um, getting upset because they don't all agree with each other. And I love that. Mm. We mm. need to get you on that show, Caroline. You'd be amazing on these <laughs> women. Ooh, cringe. You would be amazing. Okay, well, when you start that, I'll be on your show. Okay, amazing. So you, th- that can be the warm-up for these women for okay. you. <laughs> all right, yeah. Okay, so before we go into a bit of a quick fire round, um, just to wrap up the conversation, I want to ask you what would be your advice for not even aspiring models, just young women out there who, like me, are just kind of like trying to find their feet, their voice, their, just I guess who they are. I don't feel that you should know who you are because you haven't had enough life experiences. Mm. And I think you can become a completely different person as I have in my 50s than I was in my 40s, 30s or 20s. So being that I can completely turn my life around and become a different person then you don't want to be the same person for 50 years do you yeah that could get boring yeah that could get boring <laughs> so if you could, so you could be madonna for example and change your life around every five minutes like she used to do the queen of reinvention yes yeah. there you go and that's much more fun yeah so don't be worried about doing something now that you're going to do for the rest of your life unless it's your passion so Mimi's had lots of jobs, for example, and each one of them has taught her a lesson. And now she's doing a job that she really loves. She only started in January, but she loves it. I can't imagine she'll stay in it forever. But, you know, so she was unhappy, unhappy, unhappy. Now she's happy. Who knows what's going to happen mm. next? So don't stress too much about getting it right right now, I don't think. Yeah. But try to be happy also at the same time as all of that shit's going on because you only live once yeah this is the thing isn't it you've got to enjoy the ride at the same time yeah but there are levels of enjoyment yeah there are yeah and not every day is going to be blissfully and i hope i'm not peaking right now (laughs) (laughs) no i think you have a lot more amazing things to come i hope so I hope so. I think I do too. I think this yeah. year's going to be really good. 2020. Yeah. It's a special year. I yeah. love um, symmetrical numbers. So for me, obviously it's the start of a new decade, but just 2020, I just think. Do you do tarot cards? Um, I don't you? know how to do them, no. but I love having them done for myself. And I have a psychic in London who I've been going to for years. Every time I go home, I visit her. Fantastic. And I've recommended her to lots of my friends who go and see her regularly now. Um, I've been and seen a couple of psychics here. Um, that were good. Say that. Um, or what? What can we call them? Spiritual. Uh, spiritual people. Spiritual people. Um, very interesting. But this particular lady in London, yeah, I just. You find one. Well, also we kind of become friends. We have a cup of tea and we have nice. a chat. And yeah. she has a black cat. Yes. And she lives in East London. And she's just. I, I love her. What about you? Uh, yes, I actually I went to see somebody. I have a fabulous woman in Swindon. In Swindon. And I have been seeing her even via phone. Uh, she yeah, has managed to help me, which readings. I thought was a complete load of bollocks, yeah. but actually spot on. Really? Um, and for this yeah. year, has she made some... So I didn't go and see her, uh, and somebody had said, oh, you've got to go and see this woman in Hertfordshire. So I zapped off to see her on this last visit. 
And so I have no idea if it's going to come true, but it's pretty amazing if it does. And she said, call me, let me know when it starts to happen. And, uh, and you know, you know, the first three things will happen and then you'll know, and then you'll be on the ride. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Right. And literally she said, she didn't, even, didn't ask me any questions, laid the cards down and said, right, 7th of February, 9th of February. That specific. That specific, yes. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I've written it all down and recorded it all. Oh so yeah, I'll you be have seeing. to because sometimes you go in and then you come out and it's all a bit of a blur. Yeah. So you have to record it yeah. um, or take notes so that you, you remember certain yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I'm actually planning to go home in a few weeks to see my mum and I might pay a visit then because I haven't seen my lady in, in a year or so and um, I'd like a bit of clarity on a few things. Yes. Just for yeah. me, it's I do take it with a pinch of salt. Yes. My husband thinks it's outrageous. I don't know my husband. He thinks it's ridiculous. Um, but I, it gives me a little bit of a boost. Yeah. I just think, and it isn't like if you made those things happen, then all well and good. Well, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy because if they say this, this, and this, you put that energy out there then and attract it to you. Exactly. And then good things happen. Exactly. So that can only be a good thing, right? If it makes you feel positive and... Um, I mean, so far, everything my lady in London told me is going to happen has happened over the years. Yes. She told me I was going to move here, I was going to meet someone, I was going to have a baby. Like, she's, she's told me everything. Yeah. And it's all happened. Love that. So, um, and I just, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I did actually have a reading from a lady on YouTube. Um, she has her own YouTube channel and my friend had a reading with her and I emailed her my name and my question and then she recorded a reading for me mm. and it was incredible. Really? Yeah. And it really, because I wanted help with a specific thing and it really changed my whole outlook on the specific thing and it just gave me clarity and it just gave me peace of mind. Wow. And it was amazing. And she was, and now I watch her videos every month. She does, gen, obviously they're general readings, the YouTube ones. Right. I'll have um, to get the name. Yeah, I'll, I'll WhatsApp it to you. And um, she was, yeah, she was incredible. So I, I love, I love anything that is, kind of, it's gonna build you up, build me up, yeah. give you help positive. me, give me positivity, yeah. um, and help me work on myself. Yes. I love anything like that. I'll try anything. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm. Um, I often husband say Husband on they... the other hand, not so keen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could probably do with a reading, but he's not up for it. Yes, no. I did actually give my husband uh, some words of advice when I came out. I found my son, I said, because they say at the end, do you want to ask some questions? So I asked him. Yeah. So I said to my son, do you want to know what she said? And he said, no, I don't. 20 minutes later, so Max, she said. <laughs> I could not tell him. I know, my husband was always like, yeah, but you've seen her so many times now and she can probably look you up on Facebook and she knows your friend so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, and? What, yeah. That, that's got nothing to that's do not with the things that future. she saw mm. or how it makes me feel. Mm. Um, a bit of healthy skepticism is fine, but I would love for him to experience it one day. I think he would go. It's just that we've never been in the situation where he where he could. But I guess it's quite normal for one of you to be more sort of spiritual. Again, and we more, don't all want to be the same. We don't, and no. you sometimes need that sort of grounding. Yes, as well. Sometimes yes. I can get a little My bit grounded. Yeah, sometimes I can get a little bit um carried away. I go on feelings a lot, <laughs> and I go on like. Your hormones. My hormones. <laughs> but I do think my gut is usually right, though. When yes. I don't listen to my gut, it always backfires. Yes. Yeah. So I would rather stick with that. Women's intuition. Yes, women's intuition. Let's go with okay. that. So we're going to do a quick fire round. <gasps> okay. It doesn't have to be super quick, though, don't Okay. Worry. Okay, best piece of life advice you've oh. ever been given? Oh, um, always take one thing off before you leave the house. I love that. Wasn't that, was it Coco Chanel? I have no idea. My mum used to say it. It's a very, um, very famous saying. Yeah, I love that. I could Google that. Especially for someone like me that wears lots of, sometimes goes overboard. (laughs) Headband, (laughs) necklace, bracelets. Um, Favourite tool or app for helping organise your life? Oh, my calendar. But even even, uh, Amway is telling me when I have to leave home. Yeah. 
Mm. Waze is, I've been told, people keep saying to me, use Waze, not Google yeah. Maps. Yeah, no, Google Maps, and also it doesn't tell you the speed on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> Waze does, it tells you the actual speed you're going. Biggest pet peeve when it comes to business? Oh, not being paid on time. Yeah, I feel you. That's a biggie. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens a lot here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have a leg to stand on? No. No. Moving on. Even with contracts, trade licenses, <laughs> um, Most important life lesson so far? Uh, saying yes to everything, which I never used to do. I w home was my safe place. And I would actually cry if I had to go somewhere. Mm. Not just out in the car, but you know, <laughs> getting on <laughs> an airplane by myself and leaving my family was a yeah. huge thing, leaving my home. Because so it was my responsibility. Saying yes to things even when they terrify you. Yes. Yeah. I think we could all do with a bit more of that, I think. If you could give your 18-year-old self... Oh, people always ask this. One piece of advice, what would it be? Keep going through the shit. Yeah. Just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Life isn't perfect. you just got to go through it. Can be a way through the best way you can. And there's going to be the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of rainbows. Keep wading. Life. Keep wading, wading through. through the quagmire. Yeah. Um, what do you know for sure, Caroline? I know for sure that I am living my best life right now, and I am the happiest now that I have ever been. Oh, that is so beautiful. It's true. And then my daughter says, but mum, what about when I was born? <laughs> Different kind of happy. Different kind of happy, yes. I am, I feel complete yeah. for the first time. And it's for you. Yeah, exactly. It's just for you. It's for my family because they're very proud mm. of what I'm doing. But ultimately, yes, it is. I'm building, I'm building me. It's quite a, um, it's quite a daunting realisation when you know, you marry someone and you think, oh, that's it, I'm going to be happy forever. And then you realise, oh, unless I'm happy, me, then I can't be truly, truly happy. Someone else cannot. I don't not... ever remember thinking that, though. Oh. I, I know, I know I what you I consciously, I, I, and I believe I have married the right person, but as in, I know that if I, I am foul to be around, especially at the moment when I'm not feeling like I'm on the right path or I'm not happy no one else can figure that out for me but I was it's happy being you. a mum and I was happy being a wife and I was happy being wife of you know, I used my oh, husband's I love number yeah I love it but I literally I would go to the medical center and I was 517289 yeah I didn't have a name and that was fine with yeah me. I was totally accepting of that being my life yeah oh no and and if you're happy, that's all that matters. Exactly. You don't have to have a huge career. or. But when you feel like there's a little bit missing, you're like, but you can't quite figure out yeah. what it is. But I don't, that I don't, has to I come didn't ever have that expectation of anything. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I certainly wasn't, didn't think life was perfect or didn't think it was happy, but I was never looking for mm. anything else. So I, I did, I joined lots of, ex through my life, you know, I exercised with the soldiers or I, uh you know did some sort of a course upholstery so i always had something going yeah uh, so they were sort of filling the filling the holes do you know what it is i think the way like when you say that it makes me feel like we have this and actually a girlfriend of mine said this to me the other day she was like why do we all think we have a calling why are we all told yes. that we are searching for something yeah just be just be. just be you'll figure it out why are you putting yourself under so much stress it's okay that you don't have loads of work right now mm. or, you know, a yeah, high you're saying, career. But actually it's not. <laughs> but why is that? It's fine. Mm. That will come. Or it won't come. Something else will happen, mm. you know? Mm. So. Totally. Yeah, it comes back to that, just giving yourself a bit of a break. And who knows what's around the corner. Yeah, something even better than you thought. Yeah. Well, a little girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and only one. <laughs> yes, and only one. You know. Caroline, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm going to put all thank your you. information in the show notes. So your Instagram handle, website. Um, and when we do the, the panel show, 
slash podcast i would love to invite you back right we'll do that um that's a date and we'll pick lots of uh, interesting topics to debate super yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to that Marmite. in a respectful uh you know pc way <laughs> yeah that's what worries me <laughs> Caroline, thank, you. thank you so thank much thank you very much thank you so much once again to caroline for her time and openness you can find further information on caroline including her website and social media handles in the show notes below Now, before I wrap up the final episode of this series, I'd like to thank everyone who has supported the podcast so far. Thank you to all the incredible women who have shared their stories and thank you to every single person who has downloaded and listened to an episode. It really means a lot. I'm super excited to announce that recording for series two, Bumps and Babies is well underway and will be launching next month. So stay tuned. In the meantime, you can keep up to date with all our news and guest announcements by following us on Instagram at LifeSchoolEmmy. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to LifeSchoolEmmy the podcast to help us reach and hopefully inspire more listeners. Thank you for listening to LifeSchool, conversations to inspire action.